Welcome to Cat Chat. Hot. It feels like summer here in the Midwest, at least. I don't know how it is up there for you, Tyler, in, in Canton, Missouri. No, like the local TV meteorologist. Of course you do. Yeah. And, uh, thanks, uh, thanks for gonna set a record today. That just says here. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's you know, and they say it takes two weeks to get acclimated to, to the weather. So I mean, it, it's this is this is insane. I'm, I mean, kids are gonna go play games or something this weekend. They're gonna, they're gonna pass out. <laughs> You're not kidding, man. You're not kidding. We just had Mother's Day tournament in, in, in St. Louis. Harrison played in, and last year we were we were in snow here. And this year, we're short to the next day. It's just like 90, 90. What the heck is happening here, man? Oh, quick fact. Oh. Uh, Monday, 11.30 p.m. Central time, I think. Okay. For a half hour, lunar eclipse. Nice. So that is, is Monday the uh, the 16th. Monday night. Monday the 16th. So if you were watching this past May 16th, you've missed the lunar eclipse. Uh, but, okay. Fun fun fact from from Tyler. That's why he that's why he's on board just to give us some 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 fun information. We this is Cap Chat live. It is Wednesday. It's Wednesday, um, May 11th. We this we are finishing part two of our when we're talking about the differences between high school uh, slash club and collegiate soccer. So you can get a recap of, of our three from last week and this uh, we're going to have um, four of them we're going to discuss today of, of, of the differences between that. Uh, so we're we're gonna we're gonna have some fun. So um, welcome. Uh, this is uh, this is Capcha. You're listening to CapChat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. This is CapChat. All right, so let's let's. Uh, I want to start. You know, the NCAA came out with something new, or or start there. We don't normally do late breaking news, but uh, I feel this one may be a, a, a good one to talk about because I, I am. I don't know about you. I'm absolutely fascinated by this this nil the the name, image, and likeness that the NCAA uh, is doing. Do you, did had, did you see the the new announcement they came out with today? Yeah, I was able to read through it, um, and basically, uh, I, I think my reaction is, yeah, we maybe saw this coming that they might be uh, walking some things back eventually. But I don't know. Once you open a uh, a, a can like they did. It's going to be really hard to put everything back in the can. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's it's they they opened the tent and that tent ain't going back in. Um, and it was very, so. So what it is 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 they issued um so the name image likeness. What happened last year is that NCAA basically said you can do whatever you want. Um, prior to that, athletes were never able to get make money on their name, so you couldn't you know the NCAA football and you couldn't get sponsored by by anyone local, and so they just said, "Screw it, you guys do whatever you want." And at the time, it, it was it, it's the wild, wild west, and and booster clubs came in, and so booster clubs are uh, people that are connected to the university, normally alumni, and they have never been allowed to give money. And now, what they started doing is, you know, Tyler's Sandwich Shop would be giving the football team. 
hundred thousand dollars a year, which is actually the case in Texas A and M. It they the booster club is now offering marketing deals to players coming in, and lo and behold, Texas A and M has the best recruiting class in in the history of of I think collegiate football. Um, so it just exploded, and now they're they're trying like Tyler said they're trying to put the they're trying to put everything back in the can. But what they've done that it's just a guidance like this they can't even enforce it. It's you know. Hey, please don't punch me in the face again. <laughs> I'm not going to stop you if you do. But so it says it's effective immediately. Violations, um, you know, there's they really can't do much. They said schools are reminded of the obligation to report violations, but these are just guidance. Um, but it's the first step into it, and um, who knows what what will happen? But it's mainly direct to the booster clubs. Yeah, and I think their first step they said it was they're really going to try to be more proactive about what they deem as serious violations Yeah. Uh, first. So I'm guessing those are like really big money type of things that didn't get properly documented. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like the colleges will be ahead of the game here and, and making sure that everything's by the book. Um, and, I, and I feel like there's still really simple ways to make sure that the kids' name, image, and likeness are being paid for. And I, I, I don't see anything changing from the NCAA saying like, wow, we, this really got away from us. Like we, we weren't expecting that. Uh, everyone else was. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's the direction that we're in. And I think that moving forward, I don't think it'll change you don't. Uh, hmm. much at all. Not for the next year, at least. Hey, uh, our producer just handed this, and by producer I mean I googled it. Um, but it's not it's not cool. Hey, my producer, let me. Uh, my producer just handed this to me. Let me. Oh, thanks, Ruthie. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Texas A&M football team boosters allegedly paid upwards of thirty million dollars for the 2022 class. Thirty million dollars, um, totally legal though, and that that's what we're avoiding. Like that's the that's the thing. There's always people that are gonna abuse the system. And, you know, if you ever look at the recruitment manual, you wonder why it's the size of the phone book because someone has abused it. The idea is to protect the kids and then yeah. they abuse it. And I, I can't, these are all allegedly, so I don't know anyone texting that name. So, uh, but I doubt they're listening, but the idea is, is, is these smaller, like they actually get paid for something they deserve. Like I'm going to work a camp. I mean, I can use my name to, to benefit because the school is making money off. But th- this to me, this seems exorbitant to me. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what the difference of, of, of reasonable expectations are in today's world. Yeah, I, I don't either. And I don't know how, I mean, you could you could put caps on stuff. But, you know, it, yeah, if a kid just has to say, uh, you know, all you have to do is tweet one time, you know, I, I like Josh's sandwich shop. Yeah. And we'll give you a million dollars. doesn't really seem like a million dollars worth of work. But... You know, it's your name that there is famous, I guess, and they're paying for that, and that's by the book how it's how it's laid out right now. So you're okay with the boosters doing this? Like, you are you good with the Texas A and M situation? Oh, um, I don't know. I bet, I, I bet I, you support I, Amber Heard as well. Uh, her, her and Johnny, I mean, yeah. surprised we're not thrown into this conversation. Yeah. They're in everything else. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I as a as a college coach, I want my athletes to to benefit from what they deserve to be benefited from. So uh, it's it's hard. Uh, and if the rules allow anything, then I think anything we shall have. 
And so yeah. I, I, I was okay with, uh, hey, we're not paying athletes. And that's just the rules, the rules, the rules. I'll play by the rules. If people want to change the rules, you know, and, and these are the new rules, I support that. So I'm just doing my job, Josh. I'm here because no, I that, get paid. No, that, 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 that is true. I, I do like the fact that they're able to, to capitalize on it because these, I mean, these schools are making – literally millions of dollars on it. But what it does is, is I, I think it, I, I don't think we're now, it's not protecting these kids at all. And maybe that's not the NCAA job is to protect these 18 year olds, but they're going to come in making you know, 10 million or something. And, and who knows? I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it seems Texas a gets an unfair recruitment advantage, but I guess every school has difference. You're at a, a disadvantage to maybe someone else in your conference because they got more money to give. Yeah. Uh, and they're in, Columbia College is in, a, is, is in a big market, and they're right next to Mizzou. So is that an unfair advantage for them? Yeah, good for them. Yeah, I guess that's, a, that's the other way to look at it is that that is life. Um, you know, Manchester City can go get Holland, and mm-hmm. um, nobody else can afford him, and that's just – that's life. You know, that's that's how it is. Everybody else has to deal with what they have. And so maybe college athletics was already in a place of like that, like that, like you said, just with different scholarships, different uh, amenities. Um, and so maybe this isn't that much different for the game. If, if Texas A&M doesn't win the national championship in the fall, did it really work? Yeah, that's true. No, that, that that's true. So, well, that's late breaking news. Um, yeah, that's, um, yeah. Interesting world there. You got, you got, we want check to out our uh, name image likeness uh, pod, podcast that we had uh, here on the show. Yeah. No, that was a good one. We've done, we've done two of those. And, and the last one was really good. So we'll post the link somewhere. Um, if we just point everywhere, we'll edit out the ones that. <laughs> uh, maybe we can like, you know, oh, we're. Uh, so, yeah, no, that, that was a good one. So, uh, Tyler, do you want to jump into the topics, or do you got a Tyler's Trends, or what do you want Let's to go do? go into the topics. That yeah, was let... kind of a Tyler trend anyway. Yeah, that was. Let's see. Thanks to our producers. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Russell, some more paper here. Uh, so, we're going we're gonna to get into the topic. Today's episode is uh, brought to you by, uh, by Park Place Java. Um, so, you can order coffee online, shipped directly to your door. I'm actually drinking some Park Place Java right now. Um you can have a subscription base, but ship directly to our parkplacejava.com. We appreciate it. And uh, so that's where you can go, parkplacejava.com. Take 14% off your first order. That's quality coffee shipped directly to your door. All right. So here we go. Is um, Last week we talked about you know the difference between high school, and I would do the same disclaimer. We're not picking on high school soccer. This, this includes all high school age players. So whether you play high school, club, Mainly, is the difference of that. So, um, Tyler, you go ahead and, and start us off. We got four of them to get through. Yeah, three and four to get through today. Um, uh, part two of this series. Tyler, go ahead. Yeah, I think one of the biggest uh, jumps that a, an athlete will make is, um, I, I think the way we can def- define it is accountability, right? What they're expected to do, how they're expected to perform, and their standard of being a member of a team uh, and how they represent that team in a community um, is going to grow a little bit, uh, dependent upon obviously where they land uh, and that coach's expectations. But I think for the most part, then they're going to be held into a different size of accountability, Josh. Um, and I think that when they when they get to the college level, um, Classes are going to be tough. You have yeah. to make sure that you're making the right decision for your education and, and you're in the right major. 
because that's going to determine some of your playing time if you get fallen behind or you don't become eligible, something like that, because of classes. So accountability in, in an academic sense, um, accountability uh, as far as being at more things uh, for more of your life. So it can be a little life consuming at times, depending on, especially at a higher level, D1, D2, and AI maybe sometimes. So depending on that, on that, you're going to have to be more present with your team, coaches, practices, things that they're doing off the field. Uh, so there's just more accountability. Like, you know, your presence changes when you get to college. Do you see this differently, Josh, or? No, I don't. And I think that another thing for accountability is it's also one of Russia's core, core values. But, uh, you know, the accountability also is that you have to be accountable to yourself. No one's waking you up. You know, right now is, you know, mom and dad will kick you awake for school. When you get to college, no one's waking you up. You may have a roommate that's not playing athletics. Um, or maybe both of you and your roommate sleep in and you miss class. Um, you miss class. Yeah. Your coach gets dinged, you know, they're going to know when you miss class. Now you're now you're in trouble in two different facets. So the the ability to balance mm. a schedule is is always is always tough because the fall is a grind. No matter what division you play, you know, and I think the divisions differ in the spring. But in the fall, it's it's a grind for every single division. You go all the way to division one. It's a grind. And, you, you know, you have to be able to balance a social life, you know, laundry, go to class. You know, your study hall hours, you have to watch Netflix, do TikTok, call your mom, take naps, go to class, community service hours. And all these things really uh, add up. And, and you got to be accountable to show up because uh, coaching isn't knocking on your door. He's not coming to your dorm and saying, no. hey, where are you? They just see you next practice and you're running or, 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 or whatever the punishment, you know, whatever that is. And I think that's the that's a tough jump for kids to to be able to 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 do that. And I think we talk about what, how do you know, how do you, how do you overcome this or how do you prepare for accountability? And I think the things that we look for as coaches is how many activities are you involved in currently? How well, what is your schedule now in high school that you're balancing things? And if you're not balancing anything, I'm not saying it's a negative, but if you get two players that are, that are involved, one's involved in, you know, um, National Junior Honor Society, they're refing soccer, they're helping coach little kids, they're doing FBLA, they're doing FCA, they got good grades. You can look at their schedule and go, okay, this kid can balance life. Um, I don't know. To, I mean, do you do you look at, I mean, how important is that stuff as you're looking at someone's soccer or resume as you're recruiting them going, I think this kid can make it here. Yeah, I think for me in the recruitment process, the biggest thing that I measure is their communication skills, right? How quickly do they communicate back with you? Uh, how accurate is their communication? Um, I really feel like if a student, if a student athlete is, is not good at those things, jumping into a big pool of being involved in a ton of stuff at the next level, they're going to, they're, they're not going to be set up for failure because communication is something that you can control and it's simple. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and you can put effort into it. Um, and so I, I really, I'll look at your resume once. And that's great. But as far as involvements go, and, and I'll say, like, oh, okay, they're, they're ready. But then if they're not communicating, maybe they're not ready. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe they're already doing too much. So I, I kind of measure it coming in as, as, as that's what I would look at. Well, I think that falls into the next one is organization. 
I think accountability and organization have to go hand in hand because I think I, I, I want to make a blanket statement. Maybe we can put this on a note card somewhere. You have to be organized to be accountable. I think that's a, it's a, well, I do like that. Let me get my, that's pretty good, yeah. our producer. <laughs> Writing that down. <laughs> Write that down, Ruthie. Uh, so yeah, you, you got to be organized. Send that to Rush National. <laughs> <laughs> One wise man once said, "Must be organized." Uh, so, but that, I think that's your point, though, is you got to be organized um, to be accountable. How much? So you talk about, you know, you talk about responding to what coaches, and we've talked about that in, in the marketing yourself is respond when coaches ask you. But I want to go a little further. Is once you've committed, so let's take your summer going into your freshman year, okay? So they're committed. They've graduated high school. There's a lot of stuff they still have to do. I don't think people talk about that, right? I mean, there's a lot of things that they have to get on time just to even do your first practice. I mean, right? How much How much of that is, is happening there? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot just on the without even soccer involved, right? There's a lot on on the uh, academic side, the the financial aid side, uh, registration for classes, orientation for school and classes. Meanwhile, I'm asking you every day for hey, what size do you wear of this again, and mm-hmm. and uh, what 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 you know what did we decide on for jersey number? Um, we do have this ID camp coming up that we expect you to be at. This is when fall check-in is. Uh, so we're piling on top of that. Every, oh, your, you know, your clearinghouse, your eligibility yeah, center. Yeah. Uh, do they have all of your transcripts and everything? So the list, all of a sudden, it gets really long. And if you become absent in an accountability sense or unorganized, then you're going to find yourself already falling behind uh, and, and God forbid you miss out on something that that was that part actually was going to be my Tyler's trends um, is that and I think we've mentioned it before Josh, myself but as a one man wolf pack if there's opportunities for you going it's into time program, for Tyler's trends you know junior senior you're committed to that program you should be at their ID camp if they allow you to be yeah you know what I mean if they do something and, and, and you can be there I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself, but it does, it does just play in. Like you, Josh and I have said this before on the show, you have to show mm-hmm. your investment in the program, right? Do not miss on opportunities to present yourself to the coaching staff. Do everything they'll allow you to do to already be part of the program. Yeah. Play in the summer league with the, with the team. Play in the summer league with the team. Whatever you can do. Do it. Don't miss those opportunities because that shows your uh, accountability already. Shows you're organized and, and invested and ready to go. Those are great chances. That, I mean, that's a great point. Not, I mean, that so is because I. Yeah, you. I'm see- still blown away. I'm still blown away, Josh. Yeah, how many kids are like, oh, well, we have like family vacation. Check your t- your kids going to attend the college. This is for parents. Yeah. Before you go scheduling these vacations, you know. Ask, hey, what yeah. is the ID camp usually? Okay, well, don't do it then. Don't I, hurt your kids' chances. Like, it blows me away. I mean, oh, I'm not going to make the ID camp, Coach. We got a, a picnic that day. How many times have you How many times have you been asked, hey, you know, like, you know, we got to check in on, on this day. How many times have we asked, like, hey, I, I'm on vacation. Is it, is it good if I come in, like, the next day? I mean, I mean, that, I mean that's usually a – that's usually um 
what's the word? Uh, you can't do that. <laughs> right. But all been, negotiable. Yeah. You're moving in that day. I've been asked these questions and I'm like, well, and I know I, how do you even saying. respond? Like, um, no. It's yeah, I want to say that for like, I'm, I'm not going to be at this uh, camp that I need kids to work at. Like, no, I'm like, yeah, you yeah. should be, <laughs> but I can't. Yeah, it, it's. I'm with you on that. That's a, that's a good one. Check your schedule because you're. I mean, you're making a big impression, and it's the first impression. And you're coming in as a freshman. It's hard. It's hard coming yeah. in as a freshman. And and um, I think we said last week. You know, coaches have favorites. It's the kid who works the hardest who stands out. Yeah. And um, so yeah, give yourself every opportunity. You can't why not? I mean, you're just. I'm with you, man. It blows my mind, but um, yeah. All right. Uh, so next one is is. It's, so we've talked about accountability. We've had an organization. Next one is, is the attention that you're going to get from athletic trainer and the strength and conditioning coach. Um, you know, I, I know there's a high school here locally, no fault of their own. That's just the, the funds of public school. But he's one trainer uh, for, she's an entire high school. <laughs> you know, so he's in a triage situation. You know, at the one time that they got football, they, they got soccer, they got track and it's who just got hurt. The well, this football kid is 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 slobbering on himself and crapped his pants. I got to help him. Sorry, your broken ankle's got to wait because you're you're alive. Um, you know. So talk about that, and because you guys have you guys have a trainer with you almost at all times. All the time, yeah. So that's that's a big difference. Uh, so in in one sense, it's really good, right? Um, you know, you get the attention that you need, you get the rehabilitation that you need, you get the treatment that you need, and you could find yourself, you know, always in a, in a decent rhythm for how you're feeling and playing and not like limping around the field to get through games. Cause you're getting the attention that you need. Uh, now what I've seen, you know, I hate to say this, but more on the men's side than the women's side is, oh, I have an athletic trainer, you know, I don't feel like perfect. So I'm going to go to the athletic trainer. And then next thing you know, you're in the athletic trainer a lot. The, the, then they're saying like, well, maybe they shouldn't be practicing. So then yeah. this guy is missing practice and stuff like that. Then the coach is like, well, I don't know if I can play him in a game. And so I've actually seen it snowball the other way. I, uh, yeah. more, once again, more on the, on the men's side, boys side of, of things than on the female side of things. Uh, but, but they're not there for you to like take advantage of it, right? They're there to improve your health and situation. So the, the, just understanding that attention is important. Strength and conditioning side of things, it's a, it's a great advantage mm -hmm. to have, right? Now you have someone personally invested in your growth, uh, you know, in your sport for soccer, as far as like making you faster, making you jump higher, making you stronger, making your uh, lower half stronger, making your upper half stronger. And so, being able to utilize that position is a huge jump for for a student athlete. Well, especially strength and conditioning because NCAA level, the coach can't your, your college coach can't have any contact with you over the summer. But you can but you can do anything volunteer volunt volunteer voluntarily volunteer yeah uh, and and so you know you can stay on campus if your campus allows it. You know you can stay and work with your strength and conditioning coach, all volunteer, and and you can get a lot accomplished. I've seen some of the best. And you asked last week, when's the best time to, to change your game? It's the off season, and that strength and conditioning coach will bend over back, but that's their job to help you. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think taking full advantage of that. And I think every program, in general, is going to send out a workout over the summer. Um, do it because. Normally, yeah. the workout that is sent 
is probably going to be the workout you're going to do in the fall. Like just be pretty close to, you yeah, know, especially if you're doing, yeah. That, that you do in the fall. And, uh, you know, the older I've gotten, the more I've realized it, the kids that don't do anything on the fitness packet, they get hurt. For sure. They get hurt. And our fitness pack is, is set up to work out your muscles, but confuse your muscles because mm -hmm. in preseason, it's hard to simulate all the playing that you're going to be doing with just running. Mm -hmm. So we have different ways of running that you need to be doing and different things like, you know, ball strikes and things like that, that you have to get in to simulate that stuff. If you're not doing it, your chances of getting hurt are high. You get a muscle injury. Josh knows this. And then in college soccer, which is only like a 14 week season and you miss the first three weeks, you might not, you might lose your spot. It's over. Yeah. You know, and I'll say Dev's advocate on, on, on that too, though, is we're talking about athletics. That is also why I think that players will push through injury too much because the, because the seasons are so condensed and you're right you're out for a week, you could miss three games. You know, you get hurt on a Thursday, yeah. you, you may miss three games. Yeah, and so exactly. now kids, now you got to balance this because you had the one end of, of I'm faking it. And now it's, you got to balance this. Like, how hurt are you? Because, you know, if you keep playing, and you, you, you blow a muscle instead of pull a muscle, you're out for the entire season. Yeah. And that's a really tough balancing act to, in your head to go, okay, what do we, how do I, how do I balance this of, am I hurt? Am I injured? Because these are year-to-year -year contracts as well. Not that they're going to drop you because you get hurt, but if you get seriously hurt, like coaches have the ability to not re-sign you, and so you gotta you gotta watch that yeah. as well. I mean, it's that snowball effect of not doing anything over the summer, not coming in fit, getting yourself hurt. And I can't I can't speak for like the highest level of soccer, but you know, well, yeah, I can for some things. Like if the athletic trainer says this player is not cleared from concussion protocol. Yeah, I mean, you're not cleared. You can't play. I can't say like, eh, I, I trust you, athletic trainer, but we're going to go ahead and play him. Right. You know. But on the other end of that too, Josh, you might be like, well, my leg's a little hurt. But the athletic trainer is like, they're cleared to play. Yeah. You know, so, and I have to tell my players the same sense. Like, well, they think you're okay to play. Like, if you, you should probably try. If it doesn't, if it doesn't feel good, we'll bring you out. But mm -hmm. they're clearing you. You know, so... That's why utilizing those positions is important at the college level and a big difference from high school. Yeah, no, for sure. And and that that is that, that is a really tough position to be in, you know, as a coach because you don't want to injure any player, but you also like, is this kid faking it? Is this not? You know, and, and <laughs> you don't know. yeah, and, and it's that that is, that's always a scary position to be in. So, but I think just like yeah, utilizing the you know, I loved having the trainer. Uh, you utilize it well. You keep yourself fresh. Um, it is hard, you know, and every year we had players, I have my own workout. I don't care. Like, I'm sorry. You're better than our full-time <laughs> professional. Yeah. Go ahead and keep running your six miles a day and come in hurt. Oh yeah. When, when the kids go, I do my own thing. I'm yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. All right. Last one or, uh, yeah. Last one here is, and I think this is, um, this is, this all, all kind of ties in, you know, doing, doing your camps and, you know, all that, but it's, it's way more time spent with your coaches and teammates. Um, you know, for three months, especially this, these are your peeps, man. This is, this is what you're doing. Um, so Tyler, you can obviously touch on that. Cause I mean, how, how, the amount of time you spend together in that yeah. three month time frame. Yeah. It's funny, you know, so for a lot of colleges, uh, you're there like two weeks mm -hmm. minimum before, 
<laughs> before any other kids come to school, right? And it's just you and your your teammates and your coaching staff. And I think that's like, A, one of the most rewarding times because mm-hmm. you really get to, to dive deep and know each other and spend time together. But on the other side, after two weeks of just being around like that group, you know, I know my team, you know, that they, they won't always say it, but like they're ready for new kids to move to campus and be like, okay, these guys, well, this yeah. team's great. We're really great. But like, oh, who are you? Nice to meet you. you know, like, <laughs> they're, they're, they're almost ready for it. And then, uh, you know, you really get into like long road trips, overnights. Um, a lot of a lot of schools will drive seven eight hours for for a game for a weekend or two games in a weekend or, or even you know ten to twelve hours and so that's all spent with the same people and the same teams um, and yeah so your comfortability with the group of people that you are around has to be a, a high comfortability level yeah because um, it is more time and is different time spent with these people now the, the other thing is like. At high school, you know, a lot of times you go back and you're with your family and you sleep at your house. Here, you go back to the dorms with your soccer players who are mm-hmm. most likely also your roommates uh, in, in those class of people. So you almost have to be more comfortable with your class uh, of, yeah. of players because you're going to be around them, you know, three times as much as you're going to be around the team. So it even gets more uh, microscopic than that. Well, and I think that in, in how do you, you know, to prepare for that is, you know, the, these are when we talk about finding your fit at a school. This is why I think it's so important to attend that school's ID camp before you commit. Can you stay overnight? You know, most schools, you can stay with the players because you got to fit in with the team. It's not you're going to have a miserable experience if if you go there and, and you don't fit in with that team because it's it's it, you're not going to fix it. They're not going to magically bring in more people. And you're probably not that good of a player for the coach to get rid of all 22 other players. Um, so I think getting on campus and knowing that team culture, knowing the players, it is so important to do. Um, you know, the coach is one aspect of it, and the players are everything else. That, like you said, you're you're in the dorms with them. You're, I mean, you're traveling, you're eating together, you're studying together. You're, uh, you know, and it's it's vital to get to know your teammates. I think in advance. Um, to, to be able to say, is this the environment I want to be in? Yeah, maybe it's a good question, too, for the recruitment process. What are the opportunities that I can get to know players on the team before mm-hmm. I join the team or after I commit and before I come to school? What are opportunities? You know, what about registration, orientation, ID camps, uh, future little kids camps that your school hosts yeah. that I can work with the older players? Uh, summer leagues that the girls play in a league together that I can join that team possibly like what are the opportunities I think those are good things to explore yeah you know, I mean you always bump into peer pressure and, and, I, and I've said this I always say this kind of halfway jokingly you know but if you're a kid that wants to go to chapel three days a week which is fine you know you need to you need to learn this you know when when you go to an ID camp ask the players hey how do you celebrate a win how do you celebrate a loss because maybe on Saturday nights they go they go out it's a it's a wet campus and they're drinking and that may not be the environment for you and that's okay mm-hmm. or maybe that is the environment you want you're like hey i want to celebrate a win or i want to do this um because peer pressure is real i mean it is and i know we talk about it since you're probably in third grade but um you know again don't put yourself in situations that that you're not going to succeed you know and mm-hmm. this team is a team that that parties it. and respect you know in, in a good way necessarily but 
if that's not the environment you want, don't you got to recognize that pretty early on. I mean, right? Yeah, and I like to think that, you know, I, as you know, college rosters are expanding all over mm-hmm. the United States. You know, like, you know, I remember when UCLA women won the title, they had like 38 players. Well, Marshall and the men's championship, national championship, they had 45 players. You know, with the expanding rosters in the United States, I'd like to think that there are groups of players on each team that you can fit in with, right? And so um, just make sure that, you know, you're honest with yourself in that sense and, mm-hmm. and stay true to your beliefs. And like you said, try not to fall victim to peer pressure. And I think other people will follow you if you're true to yourself. And and then there may be a group that goes and celebrates. And then there may be a group that goes and studies. Yeah. And there may be a group that goes and does something else. And then guess what? All together, they're still a great team because they respect those different groups. And I think fostering that as a coaching staff is a good, is a good thing to ask. And, and kind of leading a team like that as a player is a good thing to do. Yeah. No, that, 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 that is true. So, well, we did it. Another cap chat. Another fun one. Uh, two, two parts here. I'm getting a note from my, last week. my producer saying that's not true. Oh, <laughs> uh, one day we're going to have a producer. Uh, but this, this is, guys, yeah, this is capture obviously with, with Tyler Tomlinson, the uh, regional college advisory program director for the Midwest. Uh, so there he is. You get a look at him one more time. Also the head women's soccer coach at Culver Stockton College in Canton, Missouri. And uh, recently, recently anointed Pig King of Canton, Missouri. So that's you got to know your swine if you live in Canton. This is true. <laughs> All right, guys, this has been Capture Live. This has been a two-part series of the difference between high school and club uh, college soccer brought to you by uh, Park Place Java. We appreciate it. We're going to be starting a fun, interesting time. We're going to start talking to as many college coaches as possible. Um, that will probably be our summer series this year, and uh, so going into that. But uh, as always, thank you for for listening, guys. Uh, this uh, this has been Cap Chat Live. You're listening to Cap Chat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. This is Cap Chat.